2: Mike Griffith with the AJC Dog Nation joins us now. He is one of the big names in the SEC and we go way back. We could tell some stories, but not even YouTube would allow them. Mike, how are you, sir?
0: Doing well, Dave. Thanks, man.
2: Hey, I appreciate you having us on. I appreciate you coming on. This is a a Tennessee Georgia game that certainly appears to be one sided, but Vegas says nine and a half or ten, and you're you're kind of making a face
0: there. Maybe yeah. not as much as on the periphery. You know, you look at um, games and how the ball bounces, and you say if these if these two teams played this this game ten times in Neyland Stadium, how many times would Tennessee win? I'd say two or three. And it's it's a matchup game, right? Football is such a matchup game. And how do you match up with that team? For example, the Missouri game to me was just like a strength on strength. And Missouri was the team that was stronger in the trenches than Tennessee was last week. But then you go back a few weeks ago and Tennessee's beaten Alabama handily. Not a fluke. There's 30 minutes of football that said that Tennessee was a better team than Alabama in Tuscaloosa. Much more decisively than Texas. So the ceiling for Tennessee is such that they definitely have a chance in this game. And, and because of matchups, Dave, and if you want me to dive into it, I guess, I guess I will. Here's the thing. I do Here's what you need to know. Georgia has given up an opening drive touchdown in four consecutive games. The last four, te- including Vanderbilt, the last four teams that have played Georgia have scored early. Well, why is that important? Well, because Tennessee is not a real come from behind team. We know that we know that once Tennessee's down 11 under Josh they've never come back in one. We know that they're one in 10 when they trail at halftime. We know that. We know that Georgia has trailed in 6 of 7 SEC games. That's the recipe for Tennessee. To score that opening drive touchdown, to get that lead, to get 100,000 behind them. And then here's the real telltale stat. Josh Heupel teams at Tennessee are 31 and 3 when they win the turnover margin battle. Okay? Georgia's played 2 SEC road games this year at Auburn, at Vanderbilt, lost the turnover battle in both games. So, could it happen? Yes. I'm not sitting here predicting it. Georgia's got a lot of momentum. They just played their best game of the season against Old Miss. Tennessee coming off their toughest game. But being in Knoxville this week, Dave, honestly, and listening to those guys talk, they're hurt. They're upset by what they're hearing from the fans. They're saying they're quitters. They're saying that they, they're they not any good. They have a chance in one fell swoop for redemption on Saturday against the number one team in the country. Hit that like and
2: subscribe button. Get on board now. If you've got questions for Mike Griffith, we want to see it on the message board. So for those that don't think that Tennessee can beat Georgia and have, has absolutely no chance, what do you say, Peyton Manning? They're like, that is total bullshit. Okay, go ahead, Caleb. I'm sorry. <laughs> so I, Mike- just wanted to, I just knew that would make Mike laugh. <laughs>
1: So, Mike, um, I agree with a lot of what you were saying, and I came into this week thinking, you know, Georgia's on the road. Georgia has struggled on the road. They, I don't think they've cut co- I think the last time they covered on the road was their first road game last year. I don't consider Florida this year a road game. that's a neutral site game. Mm. Um And I thought that was a big deal. I haven't seen them, honestly, over the past two years, be emotionally able to get up for games in back to back weeks because they just keep playing down to opponents. However, Uh, Something Dave reported yesterday, which is that Tennessee fans are starting to mass sell their tickets to the game online, gives me a vibe that the culture – and I do believe the culture around campus seeps into players a lot of times. And I believe the culture around campus is, even though it's losing all perspective, is quitting on the season because there's nothing to play for. And my question to you is, how do the Tennessee players now get up for this game when I really do feel like if the fans have quit – I feel like a lot of players have psychologically quit on the season too
0: yeah and, and, and I'm with you you know I was surprised at that vibe I mean I I've been and, and I'm not here every day and I probably see things maybe a little bit more from 10,000 feet look I knew Tennessee of course they were going to drop off this year I mean you, you know you lost a generational quarterback in Hendon Hooker probably the you know best thing you've seen since Josh Dobbs who was amazing and thank goodness the NFL is finally given him a chance. One of the best stories I've seen in a long time. Um, you lost two incredible receivers on the perimeter. And then when brew goes down this year, uh, you know, that, that that's trouble. Right. And now you lost another receiver against Missouri. And, and yet you've got a chance for a 10 win season. I Go look in your record books. When's the last time Tennessee had back-to-back 10 or even nine plus wins in a season. I mean, what Josh has done. I mean, this is your guy. This is the guy. This is an, Fantastic football coach. You know, everybody thought that Tennessee was this gadget throwing around the stadium. That's the only way they can win. And he's shown you that he can win playing physical football with defense in the run game. And to me, that's a fantastic coach when you can win with what the talent you have is because George is different. George is not the team they've been. They're not the dominant defensive front. They're not the run first. They're throwing it all over the place because that's what talent dictates. And, and Hypel to me is one of the best coaches in the country. So I'm i I'm a, I'm a bit surprised, quite frankly, that, that Tennessee, I know they're hungry for success. I know that last year there was a lot of momentum, but you have to understand this is only year three and it takes time to build a culture and it takes time to recruit your own players. I mean, seven what, 17, 17 or 18 of those guys starting last year were Jeremy Pruitt guys, including Hendon Hooker. Give Josh a chance to get his guys in and you lost a lot. So, but to answer your question, it's leadership, right? It, it's Jacob Warren. And when I asked him the other day at the press conference, do you feel like people are giving up on you guys? I mean, three weeks ago, you're beating Alabama by two touchdowns in halftime in Tuscaloosa. Who's the last time to do that? I mean, good grief. And he said, you know, we say we don't care, but we do care. And, and, I, and I really appreciated that honesty. And I reflected back to when I covered Tennessee and Jacob was a commitment. And, and I thought to myself, you know, isn't that nice? They're taking this local guy just as a throw in. And this kid grew so much, and he's become such a fantastic leader. And that culture has gotten so strong. Um, I can't believe more Tennessee fans aren't proud of what these guys are doing and don't understand, you know, okay, you lost to Alabama. You lost to Missouri's best team in 50 years. That's that's two losses. You lost at the Swamp, and the Swamp went crazy. It's a communication issues. That'll be the best win Bill Napier has before he gets fired. It's the SEC, man. I mean, sometimes the ball bounces, sometimes it doesn't. But, again, um, I take it into that leadership. Those guys in the locker room know what they're capable of. I think they know that they can win the line of scrimmage against Georgia. Missouri did. Missouri won the line of scrimmage against Georgia. Um, And then you need to have Milton have a good day, and you need your running backs to have a good day. and You need the crowd to be involved. And that's why what you just said about people selling tickets, and, Dave, I know you remember – when they sold the stadium out from under Philip Fulmer that year against Alabama. I mean, they, they essentially fired Fulmer before they fired Fulmer. I, I, I just hate to think, for your sake, uh, that a home team would, would, would sabotage their own team's chance for success. That, that, that would be unfortunate if that's what's happening. We
2: love the shout-out to Jacob Warren. You can check out the Vol Report with Jacob brought to you by Campbell, Cunningham, Taylor, and Han. It's on our YouTube channel. Look at me. I got LASIK so I can see. I love it. Life is better when you see better. CCTeyes.com. You, you know I got to work a read in there, Mike. So uh, you talked about trends, but personnel. Where do you think that Tennessee at least is equal or maybe has an advantage?
0: I think Tennessee has a better backfield. Um, Kendall Milton had a nice breakout performance for over 100 yards last week, but he hasn't been as dynamic. He's had injuries that have slowed him down. If you get that version of Kendall Milton, then Georgia could run away because if they get the running game going, then then they're firing on all cylinders, and they're going to be really tough for anybody to beat. So we'll see what Kendall does. Uh, Dejon Edwards has been very steady, uh, strong runner, but I don't necessarily think a home run hitter. Uh, the key for Tennessee is going to be to get ahead early, and and get the run game going get the line of scrimmage going stay out of those long down and distance situations kirby and his coaches will absolutely kill you if you get behind the chains they will beat you and they will lock in and they will figure you out and they can figure out all they want but if but if your lineman is blocking their defensive front and you have that running game going and look it was just going into last week tennessee was leading the sec in rushing and rush defense I, I, that's why I said I, I was championing Josh as a potential SEC Coach of the Year if he beats Missouri because of the way they've had to win. It's so impressive to me um, what he's done with a com- really a complete rebuild offensively. I mean, I, I, look, you lost what four guys in the first three rounds of the draft, first round offensive lineman uh, Hooker, and then two third round receivers that were both fantastic, and then you lost your best guy this year in September, your best perimeter threat. So. Uh, I've been impressed with Josh. We'll see how dug in they are. Um, Dave's question was, was where do you match up favorably? Uh, I think the run game, that's going to be a real battle um, to see if either team or uh, who runs the ball better. I think the turnover battle is going to be very important. We threw that stat out there earlier. Josh is 31 and three when they win the turnover battle. Georgia's lost the turnover battle in both of their road games. So you got to turn them over. You got to score early. You got to build momentum because even though, you know, five or 10,000 ball fans might've jumped ship to, you know, start to watch more basketball or something. It's still going to be a lot more orange and white than there, than there is Georgia fans. Make no mistake about it. There's, it's going to be loud. Georgia has not dealt, um, you know, Jordan Harris is pretty loud too, but I think Nealon is, is louder, quite frankly, when things are going better for the balls. So uh, I'm not predicting a Tennessee win. I'm not, coming in here to blow sunshine up your tail or anything. I, I think Georgia's um, shown that they're resilient. Um, I think Georgia finds ways to win. I think Carson Beck is an NFL quarterback who really settled into his groove last week, um, but they haven't done it on the road. They have not looked impressive on the road. And this is going to be – this is a chance for history for Georgia. And I, I write these notebooks every week, so I know these numbers. I don't expect you to know these numbers. Um, but if Georgia wins, this will tie an SEC record – for most consecutive wins, I mean, Paul Bear Bryant wow. from seventy-eight to eighty, Gene Stallings from ninety-one to ninety-three, won twenty-eight in a row. This would be twenty-eight for Kirby Smart. And um,
2: is that that that's SEC games, right?
0: No, that's SEC teams.
2: Okay, SEC. Okay, gotcha,
0: gotcha. Teams and their win streaks, and we qualify that because let's face it, the Big Twelve and the Pac-12, it's apples to oranges in terms of the schedule that you face week in and week out. Um, you know, in addition to the fact, throwing that this is the modern era, and obviously it's more impressive now than when Bear Bryant did it and when Gene Stallings did it, because there was no college football playoff. There was no. Tra- I mean, I look over at the Alabama roster, and they're starting wide receiver and middle linebacker, are Georgia guys. I look in the LSU secondary; they're starting safety as a Georgia guy. What has Georgia got in return? Well, they got two receivers, Ra Ra Thomas and Dominic Lovett. And a, and, a, and, a, and a defensive back named Tyke Smith. That's it. Ole Miss had 28 transfers in their 2 deep. Georgia's got three on the whole team. So uh, the way Kirby's built it, you know, the old-fashioned way, I don't know how much longer you can do it that way. Um, but that's how Georgia's done. But, yeah, make, make no mistake about it. Tennessee measures up in the trenches. Dave, I'm looking at the numbers right here. Look at this right here. Tennessee run defense. They give up 2.9 yards per rush. George gives up 3.8 yards per rush. Tennessee gives up 97 yards rushing per game. George gives up 107 yards rushing per game. Don't tell me it's the schedule because George's schedule is not better than Tennessee's. So these guys have played hard. Um, I think it's a tough team. I think that these kids are dedicated. And and I I think the world of Josh Heupel, I think he's your guy, man. I think this is a long-term guy that could lead Tennessee back where they need to be. I mean, I love everything about Heipel, his poise. I like that he's not mouthy and flashy. You know, he's got a little bit of an edge. He can be a smart ass. He can he can cut you a little bit, but he doesn't overdo it. He doesn't run in front of the cameras. You know, he's he he's got a statesmanship and he's got a leadership. I mean, this guy led a team to a national championship as a quarterback. That doesn't just happen. This guy's got it. And and he fits what you want so this whole give up and moaning and grow I, like i don't get it like look this is it like you did you forget what it looks like to have him because this is him this year's this year you know stuff happens right but you were competitive against alabama florida got away from me again that was you know that was the swamp that was all the swamp i i contend i florida's probably not going to win another game this year um things happen right missouri Again, Missouri is really good. Missouri is driving for the game-winning touchdown on Georgia in the fourth quarter in Sanford Stadium and and Brady Cook throws a pick. I mean, that's how close that game was. You look at the numbers and they're dead even. Missouri played Georgia even in Sanford Stadium. So, I give the Vols a little bit of a pass on that one, Dave. It's tough. I'm Alex Rodriguez and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is the deal.
1: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA member FDIC. Go ahead, Caleb. Um, so, Mike, I wanted to just ask you a quick, uh, quickly about Carson Beck because you said he's an NFL quarterback. I got to be honest. I didn't believe in the Mike Bobo Carson Beck combo this year. Not that I didn't believe in Carson Beck. I didn't, I'm just going to be, I didn't believe in Mike Bobo. Um, and I still not sure I do believe in Mike Bobo, but I've been proven wrong to this point. How have they? How has Carson Beck not had not yet had a game where he looks like a first year starter? He's not had one game yet where he's like, you know, wet the bed, and that that shocks me. This
0: year, well, a couple things. Number one, the whole Mike Bobo thing was a fallacy, and again, you don't cover the team every single week, so you wouldn't know this. But when I go down this list, it'll 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 blow you away, Caleb. So the winningest quarterback in Georgia history, Dave remembers his name because he said it, he said it wasn't allowed in the Stadium, and then he came in and beat him. <laughs> I couldn't believe. Remember that when David Green said that? I'm like, oh, this guy's going to get his ass kicked. And then they committed. Oh, in and uh, beat,
2: that made me think of Eric Ainge saying Sanford State. Oh no no answer.
0: no! I wasn't going there. I was not <laughs> going there. Which by go the way, air. Eric played really. Eric was a hell of a quarterback, you know. But anyway. David Green is the winningest quarterback in Georgia, hit 42 wins. That was a Mike Bobo quarterback, okay? The richest number one overall contract ever was by a guy by the name of Matthew Stafford, who was coached by Mike Bobo. The SEC's all-time leading passer is Aaron Murray, who was coached by Mike Bobo. The highest-scoring Georgia team in history, not Todd Munkin, uh uh-uh, 2014 Georgia with a quarterback named Hudson Mason, mike bobo offense this guy is a very accomplished offensive oh and by the way he's in the top five all-time passers in georgia football history excuse me top six so this is in a who played with kirby so he's got this relationship with kirby he's head coach right they're on the same wavelength nobody's fighting nobody's arguing nobody's wondering what the other guy's agenda was you know, like like Butch Jones, every week he had to wonder which, which assistant coach was selling him out and and telling the team something other than that. You know, this these guys are all unified, they played together, must champ, both. So that's a big part of what Georgia is is that continuity at the top. Fulmer had that. He had that loyalty with Chavis and Cutcliffe when they had it rolling, right? Good programs have that at the top. Josh has that as well, by the way. So Bobo fits with Kirby, he's got the trust. Bobo is an accomplished quarterbacks coach and accomplished offense. So why did everybody complain about my, why do you hear so much? Well, who do you hear it from? What experts are really saying that? How many people, you know, other than, you know, the latest blogger from their basement really know anything about football that was cri- that were critical of my, it was, it was fan frustration. The same people that said, how did they not give Camaro the ball more? Uh, you see this guy, Josh Dobbs? He was that good back in 2016, too, okay? Um, people that don't examine, that just grasp at the obvious, the lowest hanging fruit. Mike is a good football coach. Now he went to Colorado and didn't have a very good experience as a head coach. He went to Auburn and tried to be an offensive coordinator there uh, for that Brian Harson disaster. And then he was at South Carolina trying to make lemons out of lemonade. So, um, you know, like how good was Todd Munkin before he was at Georgia? You didn't hear anybody talking about him. Oh, well, now he's a genius. Well, what do you know? Give him the best talent in the country, and he's pretty good, right? So Bobo's come in there. He served as an analyst last year, Caleb, so he already knows the personnel. So he's not really a new coordinator because he was in there last year. And as for Carson, uh, he did have those sort of performances in scrimmages against one of the best defenses in the country. I still remember in the spring when Kirby came in uh, after one of these scrimmages and said, uh, you know, when things go bad, you can't go full metal jacket. And what a a hell of an analogy that was if you've seen that (laughs) movie. I mean, the
2: guy just – What does that mean that he could get shot by a private – no no
0: the guy lost his mind in that movie remember that no but well, he, well, you're he, seeing he shot, shot the leader well i don't i don't think that's going to happen at Georgia <laughs> i wasn't taking it leave it to hook to take it to the next level I, i didn't go there maybe okay. i don't maybe Curry beefed up the security that there so i don't think so but 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 Carson had a three interception scrimmage and and went full metal jacket as Kirby would say like you can't let one mistake become two mistakes become and that's kind of what i've been waiting on just like you like, oh, is this Carson back? You know, when is he gonna? When? It, what's gonna happen when adversity strikes? What gonna ha- It hasn't really struck that hard. Now, Georgia caught a break with schedule. I think they caught a break not playing Oklahoma. Uh, that was that was not their fault. You know, Oklahoma t- chose to join the league, and therefore there would be no return game, etc. But that worked out. They they needed that soft schedule, so this team has had a chance to grow. Kirby's had a chance to play a lot of these young guys. Carson's had a chance to settle in, Caleb, and become that guy. And and Bobo's had a chance to kind of figure out his personnel. You know, they've been like practice games. You know, Ball State, UT Martin, UAB, Vanderbilt, you know, South Carolina. They trailed 10 at home, South Carolina halftime, by the way. So that's what I'm saying. This team has gotten better week by week by week. And this is going to be a really tough Neon Stadium, man. And and the Georgia-Tennessee hook, I mean – these teams have been kind of a pain in the ass for each other when they've been good over the years, right? We've seen Georgia spoil Tennessee seasons and vice versa.
2: Yep. Okay. Last thing I got for you, Mike, I'm going to ask you today's tough question brought to you by Andy Mason, Andy Mason, real Andy Mason, best service, best price in the biz, East Tennessee, 40 years of experience, Andy Mason, real Today's tough question. Today's tough question. Take a side, take a stand. The Dave Hooker Show a presentation of off the hook sports.com. So it was going to be can Tennessee beat Georgia, but I believe it's obviously you think they can not will necessarily Mike, but scale of one to 10, 10, Tennessee is definitely going to win. One Tennessee has zero chance. Would, where would you put it? How would you quantify Tennessee's odds against Georgia this weekend?
0: Well, there was a 10 point underdog at home, right? I think Caleb said Georgia hasn't covered, um, I don't know, 2.5, okay. you know, One and four. You know, I mean, punchers' it, chance, punchers' chance. Absolutely. Uh, look, I mean, Auburn was was almost had Georgia beat in Jordan Hare Stadium this year. Is i ask, isn't Tennessee as good as Auburn? Like, I think Tennessee is as good as Auburn. I mean, if those, I think that's, I, I'd take Tennessee over Auburn head to head on a neutral field this year, and and they're at home. Uh, now, Georgia's playing better than they were when they played Auburn. But the fact that Georgia hasn't played well on the road is, is what gives me that uh, inkling in that scenario. The fact that Georgia's given up opening drive touchdowns four straight games, the fact that they've trailed in six out of seven SEC games, that tells me that Tennessee is going to have a lead at some point in this game. And once you tell me that, and I know the crowd factor, right, That that increases, you know, okay, well, now there's how do these scenarios play out? But I, I think, t- I, listen, I, I be clear about it. I think Georgia's going to win. I predicted Georgia win right around that 10, 13-point margin. But, yeah, there's a scenario out there. I, I mean, you guys get amnesia? Weren't we all watching Tennessee and Alabama just a few weeks ago? I mean, they were kicking Alabama's ass all over Bryant-Denny Stadium for half of football. Now, Bama responded, but but J- Jalen is a different kind of cat, all right? He can literally put a team on his shoulders. Carson needs to coordinate. You guys know that Brock Bowers hasn't had 30 yards receiving in either of his games against touchdown or scored a touchdown against Tennessee. They've done a better job against Brock. And I asked the linebackers coach about it. he's like, no, we didn't say that. We didn't say that. But the fact is, I mean, this is a good coaching staff and um, it's a, it's a hungry team and Georgia, Georgia knows Tate Ratliff said, this is going to be the most physical team they play. And they know that in the trenches and that's, those guys, those big uglies, they don't care what you're saying. They're going out there to get theirs. And, and one more thing, Caleb, you say there's nothing to play for. A lot of these guys are seniors, there's, and, and a lot of NFL teams are going to want to see what they do against other NFL types. This is a very important audition tape for a lot of these Tennessee players that want to play in the NFL. Because they're going to be watching to see how they measure up with first rounder Amarius Mims at right tackle and, and third rounder Tate Ratledge and, and NFL arm Carson Beck and and NFL second or third rounder Lad McConkey and 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 how they outrun some of the you know so this is a very important game on many fronts in addition to just that pride these guys want to show the Tennessee fans they're not quitters they're not losers um, Jacob Warren you know kind of let us know that they do have something to prove and they do care what fans think so i think you're going to see a prideful performance i think Tennessee is going to put up a fight i think george is the better team and should prevail but there's i i've been doing this 30 years and, and i've seen bigger upsets
2: mike great stuff how do we follow your work sir
0: thank you dave um you can follow me on twitter at mike griffith 32 uh or our website which is dognation.com really appreciate your show and and thanks for having me on look forward to being in neiland stadium saturday
2: we appreciate it. We should do a story. Uh, we should do a podcast of war stories sometime. We've got a, <laughs> we've got a few. There might be a Coyote Ugly story in there. Oh, Mike, my with, with, with players that showed up. I, I, I can say it now. Mike and I were in a Coyote Ugly, The you know, the bar where they, the girls dance up on there, not to hurt your reputation nor mine. And then, uh like... uh. I don't know. Six defensive backs show up. I think in uh, Tennessee defensive <laughs> backs before the Cotton Bowl. Mike. The funniest part is Mike texted their coach and said, "Just want to <laughs> let you know that these coach, these players are in here, and uh, mm-hmm. I might use that to my benefit." Mike, great, those are stories. And it's been
0: downhill ever since for the program, Dave.
2: <laughs> my fault. They
0: should have been out partying with half dressed chicks. I, I, I tried to pump y'all up with Butch Jones. People didn't want to hear it. Isn't it? But seriously, though, seriously, in our business, we, we are objective. And But every now and then you run across people that you can't help but root for. And I am just so happy to watch Josh Dobbs do the things that he's. this is one of the best human beings I have ever run across in life. When things got bad for Tennessee and for his head coach, this guy, away from camera, away from – Quote, you, you know, most of you don't really know what these guys are really like. This is one of the best human beings on the planet. This is one of the best stories I've seen in the NFL ever, to see a guy who's gone through six teams that never had his chance, that, that stayed persistent, that stayed resilient, and to watch what he's doing right now. I, I expect to see some golden lab catch a touchdown from him in the Super Bowl or something. This is such a fantastic story. Um, for football, for Josh Dobbs, and the way he represents your school. there's just He's just an incredible young man. So I'm thrilled to see Josh have all this success. He was wonderful to deal with in person. I've stayed in touch with him over the years. He's never wavered. He's never gotten better. He's never gotten ugly. He's never called anybody out. And um, I'm just so excited that, that Tennessee has a guy like this, an ambassador like this, doing what he's doing. So I'm enjoying. I'm a fan of josh dobbs right now so i'm gonna share that with you
2: my great stuff buddy we appreciate it have a safe trip thanks guys
1: it is ryan here and i have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees.